Hey everyone, Bill Barhead here. Welcome to the Abra Money 3.0 show where I talk about the future of money and technology. This episode is an edited audio version of a recently recorded Money Talks Live AMA. There's also a video version of this podcast available on youtube.com slash abraglobal. Again, that's youtube.com slash abraglobal. The information presented in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any of the financial assets discussed. Neither ABRA nor any of the participants in this podcast make any representation as to the suitability or appropriateness of these financial assets for individual investors. Investors must make their own determination either alone or in consultation with their own financial advisors as to the suitability or appropriateness of such investments. ABRA interest accounts are issued by Prime Trust and Nevada Chartered Trust Company. Rates for ABRA interest accounts are subject to change. Digital currencies are not legal tender, are not backed by any government, and ABRA interest accounts are not subject to FDIC or SIPC insurance protections. I'm your host, Bill Barheit, CEO and founder at ABRA. This is the show where we answer all things ABRA, talk about crypto, talk about investing, we answer all your pressing questions on crypto, on Abra, what's going on in the markets. Uh, we've already got a bunch of questions coming in. We're streaming on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. Uh, we've already got hundreds, actually <laughs> more than that, people logged in. I see a bunch of questions coming in. I'm going to get to them in a moment. So as usual, before uh, before we get into, um, into all your questions, uh, I want to go through my talking points for the day. So... Uh, we just uh, we just increased ABRA's interest rate to 10% on U.S. dollar deposits. Let me talk about that for a minute. So, is are we moving in the direction where a company like ABRA is finally better than your bank? You know, banks and money are really the last of the legacy businesses that haven't been put out of business and disintermediated by by software and the internet. I think their time has come and good riddance. Just to prove my point, let's do let's do a quick exercise. So let's pretend you have $100,000, right? Let's also assume that we have inflation of about 2% a year, which I think historically is, is mostly accurate. So what do you do with your money? I'll give you a hint. Well, first of all, you don't rent a yacht and throw a party, right? So first, if we leave all of our money as cash in a bank, what's going to happen? Well, with price inflation of 2%, currency inflation even worse, where they push the, the print button, Right? Your money will be on a slow march towards being worthless over many years. Right? So after 25 years, your account will still show $100,000, given that most banks don't pay any interest, but your money will be worth about $60,000 in today's dollars. That's a net loss of about $40,000 due to inflation. Inflation compounds just like interest does. So we got to really understand that this is, inflation is not a one-time event. It just never stops. Right? It's, it's like death from a thousand cuts, but they're also making the cuts that you already had even worse. That's the effect of compounding. Now, let's assume that we're able to invest our money instead in an interest-bearing account earning 10%. Wow. So, of course, let's assume the same rate of inflation, to be fair, 2%. So after 25 years, your account would show a huge increase to over a million dollars, close to $1.1 million, and you'd have the purchasing power of a whopping $700,000 in today's dollars accounting for inflation. Wow. So which scenario do I prefer? Obviously, I prefer the latter scenario. That's why I put my money where my mouth is and have invested in, in the ABRA interest account and will continue to do so. So as I said, with the ABRA interest account, I can now earn 10% on my US dollar deposits and 4% on my Bitcoin and Ethereum deposits. And I love 
Monday mornings, I know that sounds crazy to some of you, but that's when I get my push messages on my iPhone that I have free cash or free crypto waiting for me on my Abra app. Of course, I just leave it there, right? Because now I'm getting the compound effect of actually earning even more interest on my interest. That's what compounding interest does. So that's fantastic, right? So it's so easy to get started. Hopefully, if you're already watching, you've already downloaded the Abra app. Do that now. Uh, it'll help you follow along with some of the demos and questions I'm going to be answering in a few minutes. Just click on the link in the, in the newsletter or go to the Abra, uh, the app store and, and type in Abra. You can deposit funds via ACH in the U.S., uh, Bankwire, uh, cash at retail in certain countries. You can transfer crypto from your external wallet into Abra. We support something like 100 different cryptocurrencies that you can directly deposit. You can then convert those cryptocurrencies into any of the other cryptos that we support, including dollars, uh, Bitcoin, and Ethereum for depositing into the interest account for safekeeping. All right. So there's a video in the in the latest uh, newsletter showing how this all works, um, and you know we'll get into your questions in a minute. I, I want to just take a minute and talk about some some interesting trends that I'm I'm seeing online and particularly in social media. We're, we're having a, an interesting changing of the guard right now, or that's I call it a changing of the guard. I don't know if this is a permanent thing, but now, and I don't know if it's because of COVID and people have more free time or summer blues or what it is, but. Up until now, it's been kind of these crypto OGs that have led the charge in, in, in evangelizing uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. And, and many of these people are my friends, and, and we should all be grateful for their efforts. However, I, I strongly believe that if crypto investing is to become mainstream, this, this strongly needs to change, right? And I think this change is now very clearly under fringe every time I see a David Portnoy Barstool Sports video. But there's no denying his impact on his audience, right? We saw what happened uh, on Robin Hood and his impact there on stock investing. And now he's moved his, his, his cringeworthy videos to focus on Bitcoin and, and, and certain altcoins, right? And we've seen the pricing uh, changes for the, 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 the coins that he's uh, promoted. So clearly he's having an effect on the awareness of crypto. And he's not alone. He's not the only one. Uh, there's several people who, you know, uh, well-known people who have taken a strong interest in this. And I've talked about some of them, you know, other investors like Paul Tudor Jones and, and other people. And hopefully um, they all do this in a way that's responsible and not just create uh, crazy crump, pump and dump schemes that will potentially land them in a lot of trouble because that's a no-no. Uh, but but maybe you also remember a few weeks ago when I hammered Goldman Sachs, the, you know, the, the prestigious investment bank for their ridiculous commentary on Bitcoin. I even did an episode of what Bitcoin did with Peter McCormack, where we actually went point by point through their points and, and refuted them, I, I think, in very clear terms. And uh, there's a link in, in the latest blog to, uh, to, to my points on that if you want to go back and take a look. Well, it appears that this was all a clever ruse under the guise of ignore what I say and watch what I do. To that end, Goldman just announced that they've hired a global head of digital assets to build out their crypto team in Europe and Asia. This is big news. And clearly, Goldman's clients have demanded crypto product coverage and exposure. There's no way Goldman would risk losing clients by failing to meet new product demand. And, and that, you know, again, that's something they just they just can't do. So I've said many times before, banks and institutional investors will be the last to join the crypto party. Just makes sense, right? They have the most, at least in their own minds, they have the most to lose. And so they're going to protect what they have at all costs. And they're fully vested in the traditional banking system. They're dependent upon the government being kind of the bailout of last resort. And anyway, they're very vested in the existing system. They were always going to be the last to join the party. Why were my Ethereum transactions delayed 
for several hours. Uh, this is from Matthew. What is Ethereum gas fee? How does it impact my deposits? Okay, so um, the gas fee is what you're effectively paying to the network to process slash accept your transaction. The more transactions that are out there waiting to be processed, generally the more gas you're going to have to pay. Gas is, gas is actually Ethereum itself, but it's a fee dedicated to the network to accept your transaction. When the network has a lot of congestion, as I said, you're going to find that those fees are higher, which is exactly what happened in the last week. Um, you know, Abra had to temporarily raise the, as the gas fees were so high, it didn't make sense for small dollar deposits to come into the system. And we work with our custody partner to, to figure that out. But we're back down to a relatively small uh, limit on, on deposit size now. So everybody should be good to go. Things have settled down quite a bit. But until we have Ethereum 2.0, this is going to continue to be a problem. And again, it's not Abra specific or any other exchange. It's specific to the Ethereum network. Okay, so I hope that helps. Um, and um, is it safe to have your personal key in the Abra in your cell phone? Can the cell phone be hacked, John Freeman? So, so John, uh, keep in mind that the phone is like a personal wallet, right? Now, you're protecting that phone with Face ID or Touch ID or your PIN code. Uh, and you can also, if you're doing an iPhone, for example, and your phone gets stolen, uh, you can do a remote wipe of the device um, and keep other people from, from accessing that way. And I think certain versions of Android have the same idea. Um, but your funds are safe at Abra, uh, via our third-party custody partners, whether it's for trading, where we have one partner, and for your interest accounts, where you have another. Your funds actually aren't on the phone itself. The key, the private key that you're storing, is not the uh, funds itself. It's simply a key to access the funds, okay? And so if you write down that uh, that backup phrase and you lose your phone, and you, and you type in that backup phrase into a new install of Abra, it will simply re-access the funds that are stored at Abra uh, and Abra's partners and recreate your wallet for you with, uh, with no problem. If I, uh, and that was from John. Thanks, John, for that question. George asks, if I invest in your platform, um, I want to know, are there any relevant uh, regulations? And um, let's see what else. Is my money safe uh, and supported in any way if, if something happens? Uh, so there's a bunch of questions here. Let's go through them one at a time. So um, regulations in financial services always apply in some way. So again, we use third parties for both uh, the trading side of the business for managing custody as well as the interest-bearing accounts. The interest-bearing accounts, we work with a trust bank uh, that manages custody. And then on the uh, trading side, we work with an exchange partner that manages trading and, and, and also custody and, and, and basically helps us fulfill, fulfill trades whenever you do exchanges between any cryptocurrencies or, or U.S. dollars. And so those tend to be regulated business, both on an international and a state-by-state -state basis if you live in the U.S., uh, and different regulations apply, and we have to be compliant with all of them. And so we have a group of people, lawyers, interpret the rules, uh, operations team, uh, our partners, and so, you know, everybody has to follow the same rules. And, and so uh, Abra follows those rules. That's part of, uh, there's another question here about KYC, which I, I can address at the same time. Why should I be doing KYC for this interest-bearing account? And that's simply because that's the rules, right? The, the, the Bank Secrecy Act requires our custody partner to know who you are, right? The Bank Secrecy Act is a, uh, is a law in the United States. And that law requires the bank to have a reasonable understanding of who their customers are. Okay? And, and, and they have to follow that rule. And so therefore, Abra has to follow the rule. It's very simple. 
Um, and by the way, when we're doing KYC, generally that information is for the partner, in this case, uh, Prime Trust. You're opening a Prime Trust account when you have an interest-bearing account at Abra. It's not for Abra itself, okay? Um, is my money safe and supported in any way if something happens? So, so let's talk about money in, in, in two terms. There's the cash, meaning if I'm depositing via uh, ACH or bank wire, and then there's the crypto, which could be a stable coin or cryptocurrency, and they're different, right? Cash is actually stored in treasury at a bank, and crypto is stored, and let's call it crypto treasury, at an exchange somewhere or a, a crypto custodian. And in both cases, the answer is that the, the funds are safe, right? Um, when you're wiring money from your bank or into, let's say, uh, uh, let's you know, our, our trading partner for conversion to TrueUSD or something like that, you know, up until the moment that the funds are converted to TrueUSD, they are stored at a bank and they're protected by FDIC insurance. As soon as they move to crypto, they're no longer stored at a bank uh, per se. They're now crypto, right? So F standard FDIC wouldn't apply. But our practices around protecting the funds via our custody uh, processes uh, come into play, all right? Uh, and so uh, the last piece, of course, is how do I earn interest on that money? And when you're earning interest, um, we only invest in third parties that have passed the due diligence uh, process uh, via ABRA's own internal investment committee. Um, and that's why you know, we consider those reasonably uh, safe uh, investments to earn yield on on your crypto funds. Okay, so I hope that answers that question. We'll have some, a bunch of similar questions. I'll go through more detail on that in a moment. Um, so yeah, so similar question here. How is Abra able to give such a high interest rate? Right, and that's also from, from John. So uh, we'll move on to another person, but let me just answer that question. So again, Abra runs uh, uh, an institutional high yield uh, lending desk, and we lend crypto to uh, institutional partners that pass muster uh, with our vetting process and then go to our investment committee for approval. And that sets the collateral requirements, the interest rates, depending upon risk, et cetera, et cetera, which then turns into the yield. Now, this is exactly what banks do. When somebody goes to a bank for a loan, the bank determines uh, interest rates and risk profile, collateral requirements, et cetera, et cetera. The big difference is the bank keeps the profits. The bank keeps the interest. In the case of Abra, most of that money, the vast majority of that money goes to you as the user of the interest-bearing account. So that's the, that's why this is so much better, in my opinion, than a bank. Let's see. Um, we've got some other questions. Abra actually buy the crypto rather than derivatives, or will you ever consider this? Abra does not deal in derivatives. If you have Bitcoin in your wallet or dollars in your wallet, that's what you have. Um, if you have uh, you know, XRP or uh, Stellar Lumens, it's actually Stellar Lumens and XRP. There's no derivatives or any kind of fancy financial engineering going on. Um, Paul Hennessy asks, hi, how do I decide which crypto to buy? What factors should I consider? All right, Paul, this is an interesting question. So, so I would say break it up into three parts, right? So with Abra, first you have the, the dollar account, and that's where you can earn 10% interest. And if you have money where, you know, hey, look, I, I pay my bills in dollars, long-term I think in dollars, and I want to grow that money, and I think 10% is a fantastic way to do that, put a bunch of money in dollars, and you know it's, it's, it's relatively safe, and you're not going to be subject to crypto, crypto volatility with that money. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. Then when it comes to the cryptocurrencies themselves, you've got, I would say, Bitcoin, maybe Ethereum, and everything else. 
Now, the vast majority of your long-term crypto holdings, I would definitely be putting into Bitcoin and a little bit into Ethereum. That's what I do. All right. Now, I also look at the altcoin markets. I personally am interested in the technology, meaning what value does Cardano or Monero or Stellar uh, or XRP or Link or any of these new coins serve over time, right? And when there's technology that is particularly interesting to me that I think in the midterm will likely to be used by different consumers or maybe adopted by Bitcoin itself, I make a bet, a small bet usually compared to Bitcoin, on those coins. Sometimes it's very short term, like uh, active trading, and sometimes it's long term. Like, for example, full disclosure, I've got a little bit of money and I'm not selling it. Right. So that's to me like, you know, several months or maybe a couple of year bet. And and but I do my homework and I would invite you to do the same. I'll continue to write about the coins that we think are interesting. But I, I can't stress uh, enough that you should all do your own homework, read. We write about them on Abra. There are other websites that, that write about different coins, different projects. Do your home. Don't put more than 10% of, of your net worth into crypto. Most of that should be in Bitcoin, in my opinion. Make your own decisions. Okay. So thanks for that question, Paul. Um, will you be adding Digibyte to the Abra interest product? Good question. Uh, we get lots of Digibyte fans on Abra. Love you guys. Uh, we don't have immediate plans for that, but the more requests we get, the more it impacts our uh, process for deciding what to do. We also have to be able to generate the yield, right? It's it's not just all of a sudden the interest appears out of nowhere. We if if the deposits are there, then we have to go out and find the yield uh, via our interest um, uh, investment team, and so we'll continue to look for that. But um, keep the requests coming, uh, and we will always consider them. Uh, can you tell me about smart contracts? Okay, well that's a, that's a very vague question, Alan. But um, smart contracts are basically. Uh, software snippets that run usually we're talking about ethereum these days but but it, there's there's other uh, platforms for running smart contracts um a smart contract could be anything like uh, a simple contract could be like Dai, where you basically put a bunch of different cryptos in there and you try to stabilize the value of all the cryptos in there to be one dollar uh to other types of contracts like you know um Lightning Network is, is a form of, of, of smart contracts where they use timestamps to basically move money. And it's, it's more sophisticated, but to, to move money around. Uh, but smart contracts are basically contracts that run on the Internet itself and in a, in a kind of decentralized manner. That's the basis for this phrase DeFi. Um, we'll talk more about that in, in, in coming shows, uh, particularly as we get into uh, more about DeFi. But basically think of a smart contract as code that runs on the Internet uh, itself and not on a specific uh, server and is basically meant to some transaction to happen usually with cryptocurrencies like Ethereum. Okay, Bill, may I know when Abra will be available at Union Bank in the Philippines? So yes, uh, I am aware that uh, Union Bank deposits in the Philippines are currently offline. I apologize for that. That is uh, actually Union Bank's doing. Uh, there's an issue with them there. Hopefully, that will come online soon. I don't have an exact date for you. I know that uh, they're working on it. And as soon as we have um, a date for it to be turned back on, uh, I will certainly uh, let you know. Will Abra add any additional trading features like stop loss and sell orders uh, from Roman? Roman, excellent question. Uh, please keep the requests coming. Um, we, we don't like adding features just for the sake of features. We really want to keep the app as simple as possible. 
So we talk to our users and the more requests we get for something, the more likely we are to consider it. So more advanced trading features uh, tend to not be used by the vast majority of people. So, so we, we really look to keep the app as simple and as easy to use as possible. And so we do look at these things. We talk about and debate features like stop loss and sell orders all the time. And it's something that we, we, we are considering. But again, the feedback is very, very helpful in that um, decision process. Is your institutional lending desk, um, let's see, a little bit of grammar issue here, it, lending our coins, and are we at risk if there is a failure to repay a loan? So uh, this is from Prisoner Zero. Uh, interesting name. So, so yes, uh, we are lending your coins. That's how on your deposit. So, so it's an investment, right? So you're basically effectively saying, I'm willing to invest my dollars or my Bitcoin into these projects, uh, these loans, and Abra is vetting them for you. Uh, we've never had a, uh, a, a non-repayment, uh, a non-payment of a loan. We've never had a default on a loan. Uh, and so we set collateral requirements and other, but even then we've, we've never had a default. Uh, and to my knowledge, the industry has never had a default. Uh, we talk to all the various borrowers and they all tell us the same thing. We're all basically dealing with very high grade, um, um, you know, debt products and are doing a pretty good job, in my opinion, of vetting uh, the risk so that, you know, there's no losses that have to be spread around. So which Roman asks, which cryptocurrency will win the crypto as cash war? Stellar, Ripple, Bit Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin, in your opinion? This is an interesting question. I think, you know, my opinion is, is that in the in the short term, I actually think that stable coins are going to win the crypto as cash war, meaning uh, TrueUSD, USDC from Circle and Stellar, um, um, uh, Tether, uh, Dai, which is really interesting for. I think that that stable coins in the very short term, as far as cash is concerned, and and, and we're probably going to see a whole bunch of non-US dollar stable coins in, in other currencies like euros very soon this year. Um, I think that's going to win in the short term because the average consumer can get their their mind around that easier as cash, less so as as an investment uh, like like uh, Bitcoin or or Ethereum. Um, in the long term, we'll see, right? I think in the long term, if you're using uh, a cryptocurrency as a way to do very quick, small, you know, money movements, then I think it's going to come down to scalability and ease of use within apps, right? Uh, in the US, a lot of people use Venmo. If I have a cryptocurrency inside of Venmo that looked as easy to use as dollars and I could get my arm around it, I probably wouldn't care, right? Especially if it's coming in and out of the app very, very quickly into my bank account, for example, uh, or into my Abra wallet. So we'll see how that evolves over time. But if we're gonna turn this into something used by billions of people, it has to scale to billions of people. I would say that most of the cryptocurrencies that you're asking about probably can't do that yet. We're in early days, uh, very early days of cryptocurrency. So make no bones about it, right? I mean, crypto is 10 years old. The internet itself is decades old, right? Just to put it in, put it in context. So these are really exciting times because honestly, we don't even know yet how this is all going to, going to evolve. So keep the questions coming. These are great. Um, what is the possibility of losing? what we put in the interest account? This is a question from Daryl. Daryl, excellent question. Look, I mean, these are in investments uh, that you're making. Uh, Abra vets them. We have an investment committee that uh, is pretty conservative. We actually reject some you know, opportunities that we see. 
and we set rates and collateral requirements, et cetera, et cetera, based on um, various factors. Okay, so while there's no guarantee, I'll say two things. One, I'm comfortable putting my own money into those accounts, and two, uh, neither Abra nor the broader industry as a whole, to my knowledge, has seen any significant default of any kind um, in this type of lending opportunity. Uh, it doesn't mean it will never happen, uh, but we certainly haven't seen it. And the larger the space, um, the more dilutive uh, any one default would be uh, on everybody's accounts anyway. Banks have loan defaults all the time. Most people don't hear about them because the bank is able to absorb the loss across a large user base, okay? Um, over time, something similar would likely happen here, and, and you might never even know that it happened, right? It might be a small blip on, um, on the interest, okay? Um, how is Abra uh, and, and BlockFi different? What's Abra's USP compared to BlockFi or other services in terms of interest earning? Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I can't speak for BlockFi. I'm, I, I'm CEO of Abra, but basically I would say to my knowledge, Abra is the only service in the world that has a, a very deep crypto trading function, right? So if I click here on trading account, you see all of the different cryptocurrencies that Abra supports. And we're the only one that supports something like 100 cryptos, more on the way, where you can actually move between any of them in real time. And at the same time, earn interest uh, up to 10% in the case of dollars and 4% in the case of Bitcoin, right? So I don't know any other app that has that both depth and breadth of service, right? Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, the, the services you mentioned aren't excellent services. Uh, I'm simply talking about, about Abra. But our USP is um, the ability to invest in lots of different cryptocurrencies, buy Bitcoin, which is super easy anywhere in the world, and then move that over as well for long-term storage into the interest earning account, as well as now store your dollars in the interest earning account. And again, I don't know of any other service that can do that. Uh, one question, one suggestion here I like a lot is it would be great if there was a much more info under the under the info button for any particular coin, such as links to news and stories about that coin. I like that idea a lot. That's something that we've also talked about at, at Abra. So, uh, so that's something we'll definitely take into consideration. Um, is your institutional lending desk lending or is a failure to repay a loan? I think that's a similar question to the one that I answered before. So again, um, our institutional lending desk is definitely lending the deposits. It works the same way as a bank, right? So a bank will lend the deposits, earn interest. The difference is the bank will keep the interest that it generates and not pass it on to you as the consumer. So basically they're making money for free on your money at no risk to the bank, right? right? When, when we earn uh, interest or yield on those deposits, we give the vast majority, like 80 plus percent or whatever it is to you, the consumer, and you keep it. It's yours, right? So, so we're effectively doing the work for you, whereas the, in, the, in, in the case of a bank, they're taking your money and putting it to work for themselves, which makes no sense, okay? So that's the big difference here. Let's see, is it possible to open a corporate account with Abra? And so uh, this is something that we're working on. We get a lot of requests for this right now, particularly with the interest account. So keep asking the question, it is coming. Uh, we're working out the details with Prime Trust on how to do that right now. And that's something that we should be able to do very, very soon. Um, will Abra have its own crypto in the future? Um, no plans. 
something that uh, I get asked almost every day uh, with all the craze around STOs and, and DeFi right now. We don't have any plans for that, but you never know in the future. What is the difference between USDT and USDC? Uh, which would you recommend using? Okay, good question. So there are a bunch of uh, centralized stable coins out there. The centralized stable coins are Tether, uh, which is uh, USDT, TrueUSD, which is TUSD, and USDC, which is from uh, Circle, one of the original cryptocurrency companies. Um, I think the USDC might actually stand for center. But either way, it's but all of them basically work the same way. They put dollars into a central bank account, and then you can access those dollars effectively via uh, a cryptocurrency token. In this case, usually an ERC-20 Ethereum token, if that means anything to you. Uh, but they all work the same way. Um, so the big difference between uh, TrueUSD and USDT and USDC is, is more or less the size of the float, meaning how much dollars they have in circulation and which apps support those cryptos. And to be honest, most apps support most of the major stable coins now. So there's really not much difference from your perspective. Now at Abra, we use TrueUSD, TUSD as the default uh, for dollar deposits. But again, it doesn't matter. You can see here in the screen, I have PAX, which is again, another one of the centralized uh, stable coins. PAX is basically the same function similar to TrueUSD and Tether uh, and USDC in that the dollars in are, are in a central bank. Paxos, the company Paxos manages the float of PAX, which is meant to be one-to-one -one, uh, $4, okay? So you can deposit any of them. There's no real difference uh, from Abra's perspective. Um, you can earn interest on PAX, on TrueUSD, USDC, uh, USDT, it's all fine. Um, if you, if you want to use DAI, for example, as to deposit, because you're holding in DAI, you simply deposit the DAI and convert it into another stablecoin, like in this case, TrueUSD, right? So um, there's really no uh, you know common stablecoin out there that you can't get into Abra. We, we don't really uh, promote one versus the other, except to say that if you do dollar deposits, we will convert them by default into TrueUSD. Again, that's simply what we chose to use as the default um, the default uh, stablecoin. Okay. Is Abra offering an online course on how to trade in crypto properly? So if you go to abra.com slash resources, again, abra.com slash resources, and, and uh, to the team, maybe we can put that into the Facebook and YouTube uh, chat stream for people to link to. Um, there's guides, infographics on how to trade with Abra. And then in our website footer, meaning at the bottom of our website, there's a link to a 10-day email course to get you started with cryptocurrencies. We put a lot of work into this. It's really cool. Uh, so, so if you sign up uh, via email, every day for 10 days, you'll get the next lesson in uh, getting started in crypto, getting started with Abra, the differences between some of these cryptocurrencies, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if I send money to my Abra account by Bitcoin, why does it go directly to the trading account? Uh, that's a good question. The reason is, is that once you go to the interest account, that Bitcoin is invested and you start earning interest immediately. So if you want to trade it, you might have to wait up to a few hours or a day to get it out of the interest account. So by default, for now, we've chosen to put it into the trading account. Now, what we may do is give you the option of deciding um, which account you want to deposit to in the future. 
Uh, but for safety reasons, um, we felt that in order to have real-time access, we deposit it immediately to trading, but you can move it anytime immediately upon receiving it into the interest account. And that's often what I do because I store a lot of Bitcoin in, in, in Abra's um, interest earning account now. Will Abra offer gold and stock products in the near term? On the stock side, um, you know, we're not offering uh, stock products anymore outside the U.S. Uh, it's something we may do in the future. I'm not allowed to talk about that. So so no comments there. Um, on the gold front, there are uh, gold crypto products now, like Pax, the same company, uh, Paxos, the same company here that, that provides Pax, also has a gold product. That's something we would love to offer, uh, something we're looking at. Um, we need our partners on the custody side to support that gold crypto. Um, and when they do, we'd love to add it to Abra. So, so uh, look out for that in the future. But yeah, we get a lot of requests for that. And that's something that I'd love to do. Will Abra provide multiple accounts for employees to invest like 401k accounts? Uh, so we have looked at things like 401k and retirement accounts uh, in the past. Uh, it, because it's so early in crypto and because retirement accounts are very country specific, meaning the way retirement accounts work in the U.S. is totally different than the way they might work in the U.K. or in the Philippines or in Mexico or in Canada. Uh, it's a very complicated issue. We do get a lot of requests for it. Um, I think you are going to see retirement accounts in crypto apps like Abra over time. Uh, for now, you can simply um, use the Abra wallets to, I use it, uh, like I said, for a significant portion of my investments. You know, you can do the same um, and you have to do tax reporting. Maybe in the future, you'll see retirement accounts like 401k opportunities, nothing specific to announce today. But the more people that request stuff like that, the more likely we are to take a hard look at it. What crypto can you recommend for two to three year term investments? Uh, that's from uh, Dimed. So Dimed, I, I, I personally, the way I look at this is I have very long term, midterm and short term. So for me, uh, Bitcoin is a long term investment. So if you're looking for two to three years or out, uh, I, I put most of my crypto into uh, Bitcoin. Then I have kind of shorter term, which would be like anywhere from one month to a couple of years. Um, and then it might be, you know, everything from, you know, altcoin projects that I believe in to, um, you know, other kind of technical trading opportunities that I see that I think will have a good opportunity for a run up in the next six, six to 24 months. Um, so, again, I look at it like Bitcoin and, and interest earning cash very long term and kind of altcoins more in the kind of less than you know, 20, 24 to, to 12 month uh, time frame. And so I uh, hope that answers your question. Uh, Michael asks, is Abra 100% secure for investments? So so security means different things, right? So, uh, so, so Michael, Michael John uh, asks the question, is Abra 100% secure? So secure means different things. Again, let's break it down, right? So if you are using Abra for trading, right, the question is, um, can I trust Abra to, to hold the crypto in custody so that I can trade, right? And Abra basically works with very high-grade security uh, custody partner. Uh, we work with Bittrex, for example, uh, to help manage the crypto trading aspect of the business. Um, it's highly secure, to my knowledge. I've, I've never seen a hack. I've never even heard about a hack. Um, there's no concept of a login and password with Abra because you're using a key on your phone to access the account, hack Abra to get access to your specific deposits. It's not possible because we're not storing a login and password, for example. On the interest earning side, 
security can mean both the, the, the custody of the funds, but it can also mean the security of the quality of the investments that we're making on your behalf. And as I've, I've already explained how those investments work. Um, and then the um, custody partner uh, for Prime Trust uh, is also a very high-grade security platform. To my knowledge, no hacks. Again, no login and password because we're using a key on your phone. Look, my opinion is, and I've seen every product out there, I've worked in information security and cryptography, all these spaces since the formation of the commercial internet. I am not aware of an online wallet as secure as Abra, right? Uh, the idea that Abra has no login and password, uses a private key to access your crypto. It's simply the best security model to give you the compromise between having online access to your crypto, the ability to trade, the ability to earn interest, and the ability to send to and from external wallets, right? Uh, all in a, in, a, in a highly secure model, right? So, so I think Abra has struck the right compromise between utility and security. Now, that having been said, we also have users who buy Bitcoin and move it into a hardware wallet. They don't want to earn interest. That's fine, right? That's, that's totally fine. If you want to earn interest, I think Abra is by far the best way now to do that in the crypto space both for dollars and crypto. I don't know of a better way to do it or, or, or a, a service that I would trust more than Abra from a security perspective. Okay, uh, Donnie asks, if a coin goes from 20 cents to $15 and everyone floods the cash out option, how will the withdrawals be processed? So I, I, I'm not 100% sure I understand what you mean. So if, if you're withdrawing a coin, you own the coin, right? So if I'm in the trading accounts, or if I'm in the interest account and I type withdraw and I want to withdraw by sending to a crypto wallet and I want to withdraw my, my Cardano, um, it, it simply comes offline. That's it. It's, it goes to that wallet immediately, right? If I want to withdraw true USD, I simply paste the true USD address from that third party wallet into the app and that's it. So there shouldn't, the only delay you might have is congestion on the blockchain that you're transferring to. So if you're withdrawing Cardano, by the way, Cardano, I think is in the middle of an upgrade. So the, the withdrawals are offline there. But but if, if you're withdrawing Ether or any other crypto, Abra doesn't make you wait, right? We process the withdrawal immediately. And then I believe withdrawals are processed in batch every every hour or so by uh, our custody partner on the crypto side. So, so, the, so there really is, shouldn't be an issue for you there waiting other than congestion on the blockchain itself for the crypto you're using. So for example, Ethereum had a lot of congestion in the last couple of weeks because of all this DeFi craziness, which was causing gas prices to become high, causing people to wait. And I know even some Abra users had to wait. That's not because of Abra. That's because of congestion on the Ethereum network itself. Okay. Um, will Abra have a possible ICO in the future? Uh, Daimed, that's very unlikely. Um, uh, certainly, I don't, I don't think there's any ICOs happening right now. But there's other models. Um, I don't know that Abra will pursue any of them. Uh, we're simply focused on building the best possible product we can. Uh, and we think the financial aspects of Abra will work themselves out over time. Um, when can Abra use a fingerprint uh, as an alternative to the pin for login from a Facebook user? So good question. Um, the reason that we don't support um, the fingerprint uh, or the touch ID on, on Apple or the face ID on Apple is that we, we're actually taking that pin code that you type in and using your private key plus the pin code to unlock your wallet. 
So that number actually does something. It's not just some secret code that you're storing. Uh, we don't actually store the pin code on our server. The pin code, again, goes through a formula with the, the, with the key on your phone to unlock the wallet. So we have to have that pin code right now uh, because it's the only way to unlock the wallet using your private key. So it's super secure. Again, Abra is not storing that pin code, all right? Are interest accounts FDIC insured? Um, so again, you have to keep in mind, you have both bank deposits and you have, um, you have crypto deposits. If you're wiring money from your bank into uh, the trading account, right, to convert it to TrueUSD, for example, or to move it into the interest uh, earning account, during that wire process, up until it gets converted to TrueUSD, yes, the funds are FDIC insured. As soon as it becomes TrueUSD, it's not a bank anymore. It's crypto, right? So at that point, uh, no FDIC insurance applies because you're actually custodying crypto, in this case, Ethereum. Now, the company that's managing the bank deposits, for example, uh, you know, trust token in the case of TrueUSD, or I think True Token, I forget the name of the company, or Circle or, or Tether, their deposits may be FDIC insured on your behalf, but that's separate from Abra, okay? Um, let's see. So can you recommend a, since, since, since you recommended the long-term, mid-term, and short-term strategy, can you recommend two to three cryptos in each specific term? Um, Okay, so I'm not going to punt on the question, but let me just put it, make it as simple as I can. Long term, I'm all in on Bitcoin. Um, I also use, uh, for a certain amount of cash, the uh, high yield deposits for Abra. Um, and midterm, um, I look at things like uh, Ethereum. Uh, I'm interested also in Bitcoin in the midterm. I may come in and out of a small amount of Bitcoin if the price uh, goes high enough. Uh, same with, with Ethereum. Um, and, and maybe a couple of other projects like Cardano. In the short term, uh, I'm, I'm not so much of an active trader for altcoins, so I probably don't have a very good answer for you uh, in the short term. Uh, but I can tell you that we have you know, uh, different uh, cryptos coming in and out. So look, I just want to remind you, do your own homework, please. We provide tons of content on Abra. You know, I don't provide investment advice. Uh, please do your homework. Get educated, get comfortable with what you're doing. Um, sorry, I'm not trying to punt on the short-term question. I'm probably the, the less qualified to do that. I tend to invest more on what I think uh, is interesting technology. But um, yeah, if you haven't gotten started with the Abra Interest product, please do so. We have a great support team. Uh, you can send them uh, email support at abra.com if you have any questions. We'll be online for you uh, next week here on Money Talks. And until then, stay safe and uh, go Abra. All right, have a great weekend, everyone. Take care.